This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damageguild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Caius pulls out of immediate danger. Six more damage. And the second beast falls before you. There's only one remaining, or so you thought. The ground erupts forth as a shark-like monster burrows out of the ground. It lunges through the air towards Aslo and then lands on top of you. I rolled a two. You are underneath the belly of this beast. Psychic lads! 29. Wow. Psychic damage. monster collapses. Eight points of damage. I'm exactly down. He grabs you and starts dragging you behind him. I will poof into the shadow realm. Curse smack him for eight. Nobody takes Shaba from me. You knock it face down onto the roof of the building. I jump on Stripey's back. Stripey somehow manages to climb up the side of the building, whereupon Aslo is able to cast Cure Wounds. What a day this has been. Shouldn't be more than a few more hours to most of them. Pais is talking to you as you set off once again. He says, you know, that is twice that you three have saved my life. I feel like yeah, I... wasn't going to say anything, but, you know. <laughs> I feel like I have to do something more to repay you, but I don't have much more that I can give. Oh, please. Saving your worthless hide was reward enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Quais, you're the spiciest guy I know. You can pay our friend Tokus here in all the spices you have. <laughs> He's like, no, no, please, no <laughs> Spices haunt my nightmares Yeah, I, I, I don't accept spices payment Like, actually, for Tokus, like, you notice that he kind of, like, holds his nose At the, like, near the spices Or, <laughs> like, kind of stays away from downwind of the, of the spices <laughs> To prevent them blowing into his nostrils Yeah, I don't even want to smell them You know, a lot of taste is actually smell. It mm. is, indeed. Like a certain percentage. So, for Tokus, I don't even want that percentage of taste. <laughs> well, I don't have much more I can give, but perhaps you need uh, information or introductions. Are you looking to meet someone important? Oh, yeah. I, I am a member of the Ransdell Spicer Association, and most of our clientele are on the wealthy side, so... Oh, well, that was just who we were hoping to meet, was all the spiciest folks in your town. Yeah, actually, uh, could you give them our business cards? Could we give you business cards? I suppose. What What would you want me to do with them? Well, tell them that we're reliable, right? We saved your life twice, and that we'd be happy to do adventuring services for them. For the high price that they can pay, because as you said, they're wealthy. So, <laughs> <laughs> For you, I'll charge a high price. Are you planning <laughs> to stay in town for an extended period then? Not really. Yeah, not really. <laughs> So it sounds like, Kwais, you have nothing else of value to give us, and that's okay. <laughs> now, now, Tokus, <laughs> now calm down a little bit. Kwais, have you heard of this, uh, this traveling show um, that sometimes makes a circuit in this area? The uh, Felmendar's something? Felmendar the Fantastic, I believe. Yeah. Um, the name sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't say I know much about them. We're huge fans, huge groupies of Felmendar, and we are trying to find him so we can watch his show. Well, perhaps I could introduce you to one of the local nobles in Mosnalim. And I have connections with one of them, who I regularly trade with, so she might know something. All right. Nobles do know things, because they get educated in our time and age. Also... They have spare time and money that the lower class doesn't normally have to go enjoy shows. That's true. So, yeah, that 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 sounds great, Quais. You are useful. You're very useful. <laughs> Maybe your life does serve a purpose after all. <laughs> um, yes, that would be great. We would very much appreciate that. Uh, very well. I will write you a letter of introduction for Tarina's estate. Awesome. She's a lesser noblewoman who manages a few districts in the town. I've had regular dealings with her, offering my wares as I pass through. So she should be able to give you an audience with my recommendation. Excellent. Uh, I'm not going to have you all take your short rests and spend your spells and whatever you're going to do, because nothing else happens for the remaining three or four hours. Nice. Oh, okay. But something does happen for the remaining three to four hours. Tokus gets very, very bored 
on the trip. And Shaba, can you throw me the puzzle cube box? Uh, I am busy already spending my uh, hit dice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll I'll make a check too. All right, what type of check is the puzzle box? Didn't we need a long rest for that, or can we do it during short rest? I don't remember. I think I had you roll a check a day or something for... Yeah. Oh, well, we haven't rolled today's checks. And it was just a stock intelligence check? Yeah. No insight or investigation or anything? I don't think so. Well, I got an 8. I rolled a 4, so I get an 8. Well, I got a 20. Non-natty. Nice. Nice. Is that only your second success, or you had more than that before, right? I don't... Two successes. I don't remember. I think we were at two successes. We we tried over the course of a week, and we had I had some pretty terrible rolls, and I think pretty sure it was only one or two successes All right. so far. I had some pretty average rolls, which for me on base intelligence are terrible. Yeah. So you, over the next few hours, you work on the puzzle box together, the two of you. You try to figure it out, and you manage to open up another lock on it, and you come out with smaller piece of the puzzle box that just pops out as a separate section that you can work on separately from the rest of it. Okay. All right. So you've solved the outer layer, and then there's one small piece inside that has a little bit left to it. So inside the puzzle box is another puzzle box. It's a Russian nesting doll of puzzle boxes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Doesn't that sound like fun? Mm -hmm. There's a good screwdriver when you need one. Sweet. Aslo doesn't get to try on the box? No, Aslo totally gets to. No. We all three of us tried for that week. Yeah, you, you also get to try on the box. Well... In that case. If I recall correctly, Thane said, make an intelligence check a day and let me know how many 20s you get. 20 or above. Pretty sure that's what it maybe was. He, maybe he meant crits. Like, maybe he meant true 20s. Mm, mm. It was an intelligence check, so it was probably 20 or, or higher. Mm. DC 20. Well, that's pretty close. I got a 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep trying, Aslo. You're, you're learning. Yeah. Thanks. Shaba gloating because he's the one that solved the box today. Oh, no. Not at all. I would never go about my intelligence, even though it is slightly above average. <laughs> well, your journey eventually brings you to the walls of Masnalim. Masnalim. Ah. <laughs> is that the music we hear as we enter the gates? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All trees within arrow shot of the town walls have been cleared away, as have any of the ruined structures large enough to shelter in or hide behind. The town clearly incorporates many of the ruins into it. The wall surrounding the town proper is ancient in its appearance, with many more modern repairs. The same applies to a number of the buildings inside. It looks like the people repaired and repurposed whatever they could, then removed and replaced the rest with new construction. Uh, The street is paved with a mix of old flagstones and repurposed rubble. And you see a number of people walking around, but due to the time of your arrival, the streets are still fairly empty here. Kwaiis comments. In the warmer seasons, most of them is filled with flowers and honeybees. Honey is the chief export, after all. Mm. In fact, I believe even now it's still filled with flowers and bees. You just can't see them. I hear they keep flowers growing year-round in some kind of special buildings heated to the right temperature. Wow. Mm. You'd think they'd use that thing for vegetables, but I guess they'd rather have the honey. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I would recommend that you settle down at an inn for the night, and I can write up that letter for you. Okay. Maybe in the morning you can go see Torina. What was her last name again? Torina Vesper. Sounds great. What's a good spot? Which inn wouldn't you recommend? They've got to have like a honey-baked ham or something. Honey-baked ham inn? Yeah. What's the name of the inn? You can do that Final Fantasy reference. Was it the Honeybee Inn? Ah, yes. Is that what it was called? I don't remember that one. Oh, I don't know. I've never I've never played any Final Fantasy games in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's Final Fantasy Seven. is the Honeybee Inn. Mm. Ah, just call it the Bumblebee. He recommends you stay the night at the Pato Honey. <laughs> Pato Honey. All right. Is there a silly old bear inside there? <laughs> so it's a simple inn built inside of a ruin that has since been restored and refurbished. You get some cheap rooms for the night. He will pay for your rooms. It's the least he can do. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Thanks, Quais. You're a really nice Thanks, guy. Quais. You're really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Quais, the spice is nice. Quais guy, the spice guy is a nice guy. <laughs> Quais guy, the spice guy? Like Bill Nye the Science Bill Guy? Bill Nye the Science Guy. 
Okay, so the night passes, you all rest up, you can get half your hit dice back. That's right. Oh, yeah. Half rounded up or half rounded down? Rounded down. Like, of my missing hit dice or my total? Of your maximum. So you get three hit dice back. Oh, total. Right. oh nice. That'll put me back up to max. And we also heal to full, right? Yeah. Yes. And get my spell slots back. Oh, All yeah. Right. Long oh, yeah. rested. Phew, we needed that one. Yeah, right? What a day. What a day. So you wake up rather late due to your late arrival, and the sun is already well on its way above the horizon. Kwais is ready for you down in the common room, and he hands you a sealed envelope with his nice stamp on the wax and everything. Mm. He says, if you hand this to the footman at Tarina's estate, they should allow you in. All right. Nice. Well, presumably they will have to bring it back to her and have her read it, and then she will allow you in. Okay. Um, Kwais, I would like to chew on a honeycomb for breakfast, please. Do you know where I might find such a delicacy? I figure when in Rome, right? When in Mosnalim. I'm certain that they have them here. Yummy. I ask, I fetch the barmaid and ask her for a sweet honeycomb. All right. You get a nice honeycomb with a few of the larvae still inside, nice and fresh. Extra protein. Yeah, got to get that extra protein with all that sugar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A few bees still scuttling around. Mm, Yeah, sting you right in the roof of your mouth. Good stuff. (laughs) That's how you get the real experience. Mm, That's how you know you're in Mos Nalim, man. It's nothing like it. (laughs) These other places, they've got the fake honeycomb. Yeah. It's just it's just not the same. They think they know honey. You haven't known true honey until you've been stung while savoring it. <laughs> <laughs> now, which type of honeycomb would you like? You we have lavender, rose, mm. l- lily. I would very much enjoy some tupelo honey if if you have it. Tupelo? I don't even know what that is. I don't know that. Uh, it is a real, actual type of honey. Okay. The most common type of honey that you'd buy at the store, at least around here, is. Uh, clover honey, like those little white flowers you see everywhere. Tupelo honey is uh, it's a little bit, it's like a more golden color. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit sweeter. Doesn't crystallize. It's uh, it's nice. All right. Certainly, I'll deliver some momentarily. Allow me to get it from the back stores. Mm, yes. I didn't know Shava was such a honey connoisseur. <laughs> connoisseur, oh yes, as a matter of fact, yes. Do a lot of cooking with honey. It's much more, uh, much healthier for you than just, you know, packed sugar. Mm-hmm. And much more readily available in the wilds, of course. Mm. That's true. But I doubt you would know what flowers the wild honeys came from. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> he Maybe, actually uh, tracked the bees. That's you know, <laughs> yeah. his ranger skills. <laughs> right. To track each bee from where they harvested their honey, their nectar. Right. Maybe Thakken uh, taught me a thing or two about the medicinal properties of honey. Who knows? That's true. I heard it's pretty good for, like, treating infections or something. Sterilizing, maybe? Sterilizing things, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not an infant under one year old. You should never, ever give honey to an infant under one year old. That is true. That's true. So all all those parents listening to the show. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. It's because of the viscosity, right? No, it's because of the botulism risk. Oh, um, like bacteria or something? Yeah, botulism, so a certain type of bacteria that's can like if your body isn't uh, hasn't developed the ability to fight it, like if you're under a year old, then it can be very serious and even fatal. Mm. Oh my goodness! Infection. Yeah, that's yeah, that's horrible. Yes, it is. Aslo takes the baby that he was feeding honey and just kind of sets it aside. <laughs> like, he goes, hey, Aslo, so put about? the baby down. Put it down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't learn about this in Bard's College. You're just borrowing somebody from this city's child. <laughs> you just borrowed a random yeah. baby. For breakfast, like, to, to come have breakfast with us. Kwais <laughs> says, as you're eating your honey, I don't think there's much more that I can do for you. I'll be in town for a few more days to compose myself and try to buy another horse and figure out what I'm going to do from here. But I wish you all very best, and perhaps we will meet again one day on the road. Mm. Many thanks to you, Kwai, the nice guy, the spice guy, Kwais. Um, we hope that you, your future travels are much less troubled uh, by horrible monsters bent on your death and destruction. Oh, yes, I'll be staying with the caravans from now on. 
good choice. Yeah, good call. And I hope that the Ram Lord keeps it nice and spicy for you. <laughs> for that shoulder of yours. What spices would the Ram Lord use on his meals? <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, goat oregano. <laughs> no, wait, that's an herb, not a spice. Sorry, I need to readjust that. Um, Cinnagoat, for sure. Uh, cloves for his cloven hooves. Mm-hmm. Yep, that that as well. Yeah, actually, just like grinds a little bit off a hoof, and that gives him the, the clove mm. spice. Yep, he's a regular pumpkin pie of spices. That kavaki. I mean, it goes perfect with Kawaktoberfest. So, <laughs> so right, he does give you directions to the Vesper Estate. If you want to go to Torina Vesper, okay, we'll go there. You know, the people here seem kind of well, more rugged than you would expect townspeople to be most of the time back home. And you've kind of noticed that as a general trend that people that you've met so far just look stronger and like they live tougher lives, even though they're in the towns and cities compared to mm. anyone over in Elsarod. You mean like just in general on this continent, not just in most of them? Yeah, just on this continent. So they look more rugged. Mm-hmm. Hmm. As a, you would be aware of this from before, but basically just everyone kind of lives dangerous lives here with all of the large monsters about. Hmm. So they're used to you know defending the town and at least practiced in weapons as militia members, if nothing else. Pretty much everyone. Okay. So you make your way to Tarina Vesper's house and you deliver the letter and a few minutes later the footman comes back and guides you inside it looks like it was built into the ruins of a somewhat prosperous structure originally so it was like a large keep almost several floors with various uh, little towers and parapets nice windows balconies things like that mm, oh wow like like the barracks or something of this city oh well you're not sure what it was originally it's been heavily modified hmm I see. And then you meet the woman herself in this semi-comfortable-looking room. It has some nice furnitures and decorations and things, but nothing here screams nobility and wealth so much, other than just the size of the building. And Tarina is a stern-looking woman in her 30s, you would guess. She doesn't strike you as a noble, at least not the kind you're used to. She wears expensive-looking clothing, but built more for durability than just for fashion. So it's like expensive, thick hides and fabrics and things, rather than fancy colors and jewelry. Mm. Okay. I will extend a hand to her. She reaches forward and shakes it brusquely. As soon as it, she reaches her other hand, I grab it and kneel to one knee and kiss her hand and say, <laughs> My lady, we have heard much about you and we are honored to be in your presence. <laughs> she looks a little surprised at your sudden you know, kneeling and kissing of her hand. And I actually talk like that too, and then I step back behind my companions. There are not many in this land who would do such a thing. You have the appearance of outsiders... We come from a land down under. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we, come from a, we come from a distant land, my lady. Our customs are very different there. Kohisa's <laughs> letter spoke highly of you. He said that there was perhaps something that I would be able to assist you with. Yes, indeed. Aslo, take it away. That's right. Uh, that's right, Chaba. Uh, lady... Mrs. Vesper, and I curtsy to her. Vesper. Um, Vesper. Well, Vesper actually would probably be better, but it's too late now. Because Vesper <laughs> is like a B-type thing. Ah, okay. There you go. I say we are on an epic quest, the quest of our lives, to find... The Holy Grail. One of our greatest <laughs> things that we're admirable of. The, the, the greatest showman, you might say. Felmendar. <laughs> and... Fan- Felmendar the Fantastic? Have you heard of him? Oh, yes, I've heard of him. I see his show every time he comes around. Ah, oh. okay. Excellent. We were wondering if you might know the next time he'll be around in this town. He will likely be about two months, mm. a little bit more than two months before he arrives here. I don't know his entire itinerary. However, he should be arriving in Tyver in about six weeks, I would believe. Hmm, Okay. And that name immediately jumps out to you, Aslo. That is the city that's the capital of Tiv, and it's the city where you were captured and imprisoned uh, after your performance. Where it all happened? 
Yes. Where Lady Grunewald died. Oh, my goodness. Where it all went down. It's not only the people, but it's the place as well. <laughs> Isn't that a fitting place to mm. make my comeback? Do battle with Felmendar? To end this once and for all. Yeah, for sure. That is where he makes his largest show in the capitals of each country, and that will be his next one, I believe. Mm. So he should be there in about six weeks. And they usually stay in place for a week or two. Okay. Uh, or you could wait here and enjoy the show when he comes to this town. Very true. So it'll be about mm. two months before he comes here or six weeks until he arrives in Tiver. Yes. Mm. Hmm. That's, uh, that's very good to know. We're, we're, we're big fans, really. And you can yes. hear Aslo grinding his teeth as he says this. <laughs> I mean, this wouldn't be the, the worst place to spend two months, I suppose. And you guys wake up the next morning and Shaba's like in a bathtub full of honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I scraped that visually from my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he's too big for the bathtub, so his like legs, both his legs, <laughs> legs are sticking and out and both of his arms. You're, you're just giving more more things for the for the fan art people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so awkward, Shava, like <laughs> in a tub of honey, chewing on a honeycomb. Oh yeah, definitely drizzling honey onto yeah, his like forehead. Be- just bees swarming around me, <laughs> like just angry bees. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would probably be able to communicate with the bees, wouldn't you, Shama? Yeah, true. I got to speak with animal. animal kinship or whatever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you like tell the bees to go f- like take the nectar of the finest flowers and come like live in a beehive and you start making this really expensive honey. Oh, yeah, dude. There's this character in... Uh, uh, so my son and I watched this show called Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's like the Avengers, but like a cartoon. And uh, For kids? Yeah, for kids. And... Ant-Man, like, goes off the deep end and goes crazy in the show because he invented Ultron, and then Ultron turned evil, and, you know, all that stuff happened, like, in the movies. And so he, like, goes psycho, and he separates himself from the Avengers and becomes this guy called the Yellow Jacket, and it literally his superpower is to control swarms of Yellow Jackets. <laughs> like, he just, like, points in, like, a swarm of Yellow Jackets. So instead of Ant-Man, he's just, like, a, a bee-sting dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. He just changes his superpower somehow? <laughs> yeah, he just changes. Because, like, you know how Ant-Man can, like, control and talk to ants? Uh, he just, like, right. somehow... Ant-Man never really... And then in the movies, the way they depicted it anyway, like, the power was the suit. Right. Yeah. It wasn't something that he inherently had. He was just smart. He's just an engineer. Yeah, but he could also communicate. Like, remember, he was riding around on the, the flying ants and whatever. Mm. So this guy somehow, like, has the power to control... Hornets Bees. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. So you become that. Shaba like, can control bees. With his- I am the yellow jacket, and I put on a cheesy yellow mask <laughs> over my eyes. And I just become this, like, phantom that haunts the town for the next two months. <laughs> I just run around from building to building in the dusk when people think that, like, they should be alone. There's, like, a giant hulking figure just, like, darting around in the trees and, <laughs> and stuff. And people keep looking over, and they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's that crazy Goliath again. He thinks he's some sort of superhero, but he's just dressed in a cheesy costume. He knit together out of some fabric from the store. He thinks we can't see him. <laughs> like, yes, I see you again, weird Goliath man. So there you are again. He's the only person that's that tall. It has to be him. <laughs> Sean was like going around on tiptoes. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so maybe we don't do that Let's not stay here, we'll get all silly <laughs> Yeah, I feel like too many terrible things could happen If we stay here for two months Yeah, let's not let's not do that True Let's leave Let's not go to Camelot This is a silly place <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain went to, Thane uh, Oh man So, Tativ Or not Tativ So should we, like, try to cut him off not cut him off but go against the direction in the opposite direction that he's going and try to That's get to what whatever doing. town yeah before he gets there so we can cut down that two months to six weeks to a little less than that even maybe i think he'll be i think she was saying he'll he's going to be there in six weeks so if we travel over there and it sounds like that's about two weeks uh no maybe not necessarily but if we travel there then we'll meet him when he's there in six weeks mm-hmm 
but I'm saying like, don't we want to keep going beyond that point so that we can not have to wait around for oh, several see. weeks? Yeah, but I think that's our next lead, Shaba. As we go there, and then maybe from there we find out more information. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. About where he's coming from. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the last thing that you said as your plan, I believe, was that you were going to. Inv- somehow invite Lord Grunwald to the show and ruin his show as he's performing it. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah, we got to restore your name. And what better place to do it than where Lord Grunwald is already there? Yeah, I actually wrote down the plan in my notes just so we wouldn't forget. So this section is entitled The Felmendar Plan. (laughs) So we find out where Felmendar's traveling show is located, step one. Ooh, can it be the Felmendar Initiative? The Felmendar Initiative, I like that. I'm making... Making that change now. (laughs) Felmendar initiative. The Felmendar ultimatum. We find out where Felmendar's traveling show is located. We contact Nelia in secret to tell her of our plan. We buy two tickets for the show and invite Lord Grunwald with a note that says, Two tickets for your lordship. You will not want to miss this show. Bring your most trusted advisor and prepare to learn the truth about your wife's death. We stage a farce wherein Aslo takes Nelia at knife point on stage, playing the jilted ex-lover, blaming Felmadar for stealing her from him, and swears he will slit her throat unless Felmadar confesses to his crimes. Tell me the truth about your involvement in Lady Grunwald's death. But, unbeknownst to Felmadar, Aslo off stage, stage, exit stage left, has cast Suggestion. And he then suggests such a course of action to Felmadar while he is on stage in front of the whole crowd. Mm. End scene. <laughs> and suggestion works like that? Like you can... You can suggest that they do something, yeah. And they don't have to be present? Well, you can cast the spell and then... Oh, and suggest. then... Well, I mean, giving the suggestion is part of casting the spell. Mm. So. Right. It's the culmination of casting the spell, yeah. So he is or isn't aware that we've used the suggestion spell? Let me look that up. Uh, good Good question. I probably would know. Yeah. I mean, is there a way to cast spells like that stealthily? Another good question. It's, you suggest a course of activity and magically influence a creature you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Hear and understand. Yeah. He would, so we need to change that part of the plan, Shaw, but he will be aware that suggestion is happening. Mm. But maybe it doesn't matter, right? Because like, right. with Nelia at knife point... He'll show his true colors about how he feels about her, right, at least? Exactly. There you go. Because either he does care about her and he'll do whatever he has to to save her life, or he doesn't, and that will let her know that he's not genuine. Yeah. Which will prevent her from marrying him. It won't necessarily prevent him from telling the truth, though. Right. If he act- if he doesn't love her, then she'll find out because he'll be like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. She means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> if he does actually love her, then us killing him will prevent her from marrying him. <laughs> <laughs> or just putting him behind bars. That probably sets the wedding back pretty, pretty far. Pretty <laughs> far. Like a lifetime. <laughs> however, however, they're going to sentence him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plan can't lose. It's a perfect. It's the perfect <laughs> plan. Mm. Can't possibly fail. No, no, we don't, we don't even need to roll dice, Thane. Like we have the perfect plan. <laughs> yeah, just let yep. us be, win. Just, we 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 win D and D. We just beat D and D. Yep, we just beat the game. Thank you for your congratulations. Yes. Getting back to what you were talking about, you were saying if you wanted to follow him, I'd go there and then go back to wherever his caravan was at the time. No, maybe you're right. We need to make this happen at the same place where it happened before. The same town. The same location. To bring everything to a circular conclusion. The exact same date. The exact same spot on the stage. But yeah, it will be more convenient for Lord Grunwald to actually show up at the show if it is in his hometown. (laughs) So that means we have time to prepare for this, right? We have Mm -hmm. six weeks to get to the city. We have to make our costumes. Mm -hmm. We have to prepare our makeup for the big night. I I mean, I was thinking from a combat perspective. I was thinking simply from the perspective of an aspiring thespian. (laughs) I mean, I don't think Felmendar and his accomplices are going to go down without a fight, necessarily. Oh, I think you're probably right, Tokus. So, uh, Brian would know the layout of this part of Marengar, right? You said he knows this city. You would know what's in the city. You know what's next to the city, right? Aslo would, yeah. I mean, he's at least traveled through this area. I don't know if he knows it, you know, intimately, but... 
Yeah. We could also do a side quest while we wait for Felmadar to show up, right? That's true. Side quest, side quest, d- 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 <laughs> side quest, side quest. This would be part of your route. So you have been here before, but I don't think this would have been part of your main area that you were in. You mostly were in Teev and probably Porin before, just the country next to it. Okay. But from what you know, if you were to make good time traveling through the rest of the forest and the planes and everything on the way over to Tyver, you could probably make it there in about two weeks. Okay. A typical traveling pace, which gives you an extra four weeks to do whatever else you need to plan. And yeah, there we go. Adventure, whatever you want to do. Cool. That works great. Uh, Lady Vesper, if I may, a question for you, madam. Uh, would you happen to have any side quests? Grey Poupon? Grey Poupon. <laughs> side quests involving Grey oh, Poupon? yeah, we have time to even take a side quest from this city, don't we? <laughs> yes, that we might uh, indulge in. Good point. Perhaps. I mean, as long as it doesn't get us killed. Mm, yes. The one stipulation being that we must not die <laughs> in doing said side quest. It must be just dangerous enough to appear... To get the heart rate pumping so we can get our cardio in for the week <laughs> without, actually, without actually being lethal. I, I, I'm curious why she looks nice, but it's also very functional. Like, is this, is this town regularly ransacked by horrible beasts? That could be part of it. Like white gorilla beasts? And are they trying to steal the honey? That's a likely... That's a good theory. I was just going to say, because maybe she is not the type to flaunt her wealth. Maybe she just prefers to keep it on the DL and not become a target Mm. uh, by any 'er ne'er-do-wells, whether they be human or otherwise. Um, But yeah, that's that's another possibility. This area has constant threats of monsters, and so the people are always ready to defend if necessary. So the city walls are probably put to some regular use Mm. with monsters around. And uh, I guess Aslo would probably know best, but in certain cities, at least, uh, it's seen as kind of irresponsible for the nobility to be just showing off with their fancy clothes and jewelry and everything. Whereas if they're more down to earth and wearing armor or thick clothing, it looks like they're part of the rest of the group in a way, like they're Mm. willing to put in the work and they present that face to everyone else. Whether or not they actually are is, Mm. of course, dependent on them, but... Okay. So so there's a camaraderie because they live in such a harsh environment that they feel like it's in the best interest of the community to um, pull together in that way and not flaunt their privilege. Yes. So they at least give the appearance of leading by example rather than just from above and behind everyone else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But they're not driving Bentleys or anything like that. They're like, you know, in just a good, like, reliable Mercedes, probably. <laughs> and just, they're just going to leave it at that. Man, if we had fought those monsters, like, in front of the gates of the city, like, we might have gotten paid or something like why did we fight out in the middle of the wilderness with the payment of just our lives yeah unfortunately the monsters attacked us out there and not once we got to the city yeah so surely surely you have need of local militia or other adventurers to take up the city's defense they're always ready to hire guards perhaps you could even take on work as a caravan guard Oh, we could get paid mm. as we go to the next place, guys. There you go. We mm. saw how well that went on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we protected a caravan, technically. Yeah. We've never had caravanning go horribly wrong for the Damage Guild, no, right? No, like the Triple Eighteen. not. It's not like both times we technically caravaned went poorly, <laughs> right? Mm-mm. Nope. No. Definitely not. Like, I think about something like a, something about a beard on a beautiful dwarf <laughs> woman. Yeah, I don't, I don't have selective memory about our caravanning experiences. Yeah. No, everything went perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it did, Shava. <laughs> I don't think it did. But that's a great idea. Like, we could, we could do the side quest, but also get to where we're going. Yeah. I like it. It's true. Uh, two birds with one stone, as they say. Yeah, let's 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 go offer our services mm. as caravan protection. All right. Uh, so, Lady Vesper, where might we find the local caravanners, or is there like a, a guild and or a station where people come and go and rest their teams and leave with trade goods? Yes, you could find them over at the Chapman's Guild. Mm. Oh, the Chapman's Guild. Yes, I've never heard of it before. 
actually. Yes. <laughs> yes, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> They're currently putting together another caravan to leave. It takes several days for them to get everything organized. I am aware of the merchants' ins and outs due to my station. Mm, they're headed to Teeth? I believe the next caravan is headed towards Poenthda, mm. which is the nation south of Teeth. So they're actually heading past where you want to go. Oh, but that's okay. We've we've got extra time on our hands, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yes, we do. So we could we could overshoot a little bit. A little bit. It would be about twice as far. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? How about this? When does the next caravan leave for Tiver? Tiver. 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 Oh, it's not Tiv. It's Tiver. Tiver is the, the country. Is Tiv the the city is Tiver? Mm. <laughs> okay, Tiver inside of Tiv. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that caravan will should be passing through Tiver. They make regular stops in the major cities along each route. It's just that their ultimate destination would be in Poenstra. Could we offer half protection services? Like, we'll protect them to Tyver. Yeah. I I guess we'll have to work that out with them. Yes, that is something you'll have to discuss with the caravan masters. I believe they would be willing to do that. They regularly resupply and hire and let people go at each stop if necessary. Mm. Okay. And what was the name of the, the caravaners guild again? Chapman's Guild. The Chapman's. Just thinking about it, like, it'd be hard for us to double back, right, and still make sure we have enough time to, like, get the letter. And Like, how are we going to get the letter to the dude if we don't have any influence in the city? Mm. Uh, just find out where he lives and leave it on his doorstep. <laughs> yeah, we should be able to. Just give it to the footman just like we did here. But we had, like, a sealed envelope and everything with the wax and the... It looked official. I'm sure we're perfectly capable of sealing an envelope. <laughs> we just have to, like, steal their mail and see what it's sealed with and then try to copy that seal on our own. No, but everybody has their own seal. If you're sending the letter, <laughs> then you're the one sealing it. So literally right. all we have to do is <gasps> just... Guys, you know what this means. Yeah, we have the Imperial Signet. Oh, I was going to say we need to come up with our own Signet. Oh, yeah, for the AAA team, just three A's. No, we, yeah. we also have the Imperial Signet. We can just seal it with the Imperial Signet. Yeah, but I don't know if we want to use the Imperial Signet. <laughs> yeah, that might... Uh, that might, like, signal or trigger the cultists stationed at his estate to know that it's <laughs> mail for them. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> then they, like, take it out of yeah, the mail. Oh, good. This is secret cult mail. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I doubt many <laughs> recognize it at this point. It's been 200 and some years. Anyway, yeah, we, we, whatever, it's not, it's not a big deal, I'm sure we can get him the letter. Alright, well, let's go offer our half services. Yeah. Yeah. We go to the Chapman's Guild, we offer half services. Give them only 50% of our best. For 50% off, also. What? I mean, <laughs> 50% off the, we the should rate. Pro-rate we, it. we should prorate it, we should prorate. it should definitely be prorated, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, we go into the Chapman's Guild. Half the services for twice the price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like all good consultants. They're getting a great deal. They only have to deal with us for half their trip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. You pay us and we'll leave you alone. (laughs) Uh, Our reputation precedes us. It's like they hear, they like get the report of our company and they're like, hmm. So the last time you guys did a caravan mission, uh, it was not satisfactory. Hmm. (laughs) All right. So what happens at the Chapman's Guild? You meet with one of the caravan masters, and you find out he's putting together a group to leave for Poenthda in six days. You can join as a regular member of the caravan at the cost of two silver a day, with guaranteed protection from all the guards. Or you can sign on as guards and work at the fringes of the caravan, wherever they post you, and you would be earning one gold a day. Okay. Solid. We will do the second option. Yeah. Is it per person? Yes. All right. Oh, nice. So basically with that cost to income ratio, they've got a little bit less than one guard for every five other caravanners. Okay. Mm. So gold a day for a journey that takes approximately two weeks. So 14 gold. Yep. Not a bad wage. Not bad at all. Yeah. So do, do they care like what our skill set is? Like if I let them know I'm a ranger, never in danger, then they're good with that? They mostly just want you to... I mean, they can see that you're well-armed and you have the mannerisms of those who are first in combat. Okay. And they can see all of your the trophies you've taken from monsters and stuff. Mm. So they've already got a pretty good idea of how skilled you are. Mm. Well, Aslo, he's a bard. 
That's no canard. You need some guards? <laughs> or a business card? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just showed them my warhammer and my armor. Oh, yeah. Like, Tokus, uh, he's an eldritch knight. He can smell this fight. <laughs> Judge him not by his height. He's got his spells pitched right. <laughs> so that's kind of a, our skill set in a nutshell. Shaba just comes up with these off the top of his head. It's just, you know, trying to give him like a summary. The, the elevator pitch. Of what we're all about, yeah. All right, then. Definitely willing to hire you on as guards. You clearly have been in fights before. Oh, can we be stationed together? Who? He can't understand me. Can one of you translate? Can we be stationed near one another? Can we be stationed near one another? <laughs> yes, I've learned that it's best not to separate those who have fought side by side. Hmm. The best guards tend to have training working in groups together. So as long as you agree to the terms, and that is that you will work where you are assigned and not leave your posts and be on the front line, put yourselves in line of any potential monsters and attackers that may come our way. This includes traveling slightly off the road when necessary in order to leave distance between yourselves and the rest of the caravan. Then you're hired. Excellent. That was easy. All right. Yeah. All right. Did we get to, like, sleep with you guys around the campfire, and then <laughs> we get meals? Like, does that all happen, too? Uh, meals will be provided. All right. Nice. Do we get leisure time? Do we get, like, time <laughs> off? <laughs> There's no time off when we are on the road. Yeah. It must be ready at any moment. And you don't need, like, references or work history or anything like that? No. Your reputation is clear by your garb. All right. Well, look at that, Asla. Yeah, I mean, we have killed some stuff. You didn't have to let them know you're a wanted criminal. I mean, wait, oops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, like, Brian's work history comes back to bite us in this nation. <laughs> well, let's, yeah. let's pull up his... His resume. His file, yeah. yeah. Huh. All right. Now, we will make small stops at most of the towns along the way, simply to resupply and prepare for the next day. So, while we're in town, you'll be on your own to find lodgings and such, but while the caravan is moving, as long as you're with us, you'll be paid and supplied. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So I propose that we spend some time over the next couple days while we're waiting for this caravan to leave. We can be having our signet ring forged at the local smithy. Oh, yes. We can make sure that we have parchment and wax and a pen and ink and, uh, and also a candle in which to light the uh, wax yeah. and uh, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that our signet should be like, it should look like a lute, but the body of the lute is in the shape of a gear, and then the head of the lute is an arrowhead. Mm. So it's like an Aslo Shabatokas kind of like combo. You know what I mean? Mm. I like that. Could also just be a picture of my face. <laughs> I feel like that would work too. What do you guys think? The Triple A team. Hi, it's me, Aslo. This is our seal. You're in disguise now. Oh, right. Yeah. This is our official logo. I'm just going to plaster my face on everything. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, doesn't that look like Aslo Tendertoe's face? Wait, who, who turned in this letter? <laughs> it's like, it's right next to a wanted poster. We like put our like business card there. Right? Hmm. That looks suspicious. <laughs> We come up with something really cool, Thane, okay? Yeah, it's an awesome logo. <laughs> I mean, come on, what more do you need? Yeah. Use your imagination. It's sick. Someone should definitely draw this up and we can put it up on the Discord as an emoji. Mm. Yeah, or, oh, yeah. or maybe our fans will draw it for us ah. in the future to come. In the future, in like three months from now. When this episode comes out. I feel like when we tell people when the episodes actually come out, it demoralizes them. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be like, we can never catch up to where you guys are actually, like, telling the story. And that's true. Yes, it is very true. You'll you'll never catch up to how fast we are. Because we're three three months in the future from when you actually hear it. That's right. All right. So you stick around town. You get your various jobs taken care of. The next morning, I'm just dragging a huge wooden basin across town. (laughs) There's there's honey sloshing out of it. It's real early in the morning, and I'm trying to get it back to the hotel before Aslan and Tokus wake up. (laughs) It's like pulling it with all my might. Stripey is pushing from behind with his forehead. (laughs) Right, and the honey keeps splashing out all over him. (gasps) 
guys, he just became a honey badger. Sweet. <laughs> a honey dipped badger. <laughs> All right. Uh, signet ring costs you five gold. Ceiling wax is five silver. Parchment, one silver each. So if you want to get whatever equipment you want, it's probably going to be like six gold to get a few sheets of parchment and everything. Okay. It's got to be a party gold expense, right? Yeah, sure. Totes. So you can take care of that and however much you're spending for the day or the six days that you're going to be here, too. I do think it's flavorful that Brian manages the party gold, considering he is Aslo. <laughs> yep. It's fitting. What would be our, what would our daily expenses be? Depends on where you're staying, but modest living, so one gold a day. Hmm, okay. Per person? Yeah, well, if Shaba keeps ordering the expensive honeycombs... Yeah. <laughs> all right, so one right. gold a day. All right, so... So, Kwai said he would only spot us for one night, right? Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of extra cash after everything he's lost. Mm, mm. True. All right, so, true, you, true. so we're spending two gold total to stay two days? Six days. Six days. We're gonna, I'm going to spend six gold? Oh, man. Six. <laughs> all right. I could take that out of party funds as well. Okay. Yeah, I'll feel I'll feel better about that. I, I don't like changing my character sheet's money. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm losing money. Whereas this is also me losing money, but it doesn't feel as bad. It's like the right. money I don't see, you know? It's right. like taxes. Income tax. Yes, yeah. yes. Or, that's also yep. true for savings. Like, it's nice to, like, have some of your paycheck go directly to savings because then you don't... Right. It doesn't feel as painful that's when, very like... very true. Yeah. That's exactly why I said as many of my bills as possible to auto pay because mm. I don't like to actually see, see the money myself leaving. clicking to drain the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, out of mind, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. There mm-hmm. it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Mm. While we're at it, should we split up some party gold? Yeah. Hey. Party gold. All right. So we each get one platinum. Oh, all right. Imagine. Uh, I'll that. take a plat. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, well, I said it again, and I got a platinum. <laughs> works every time. Every, works all the time. Most of sometimes, the time. Sometimes. Every time. <laughs> uh, we each get 16 uh, gold. Oh. All right. See, instead of going down, I went up. This is much better. Yeah, see, that feels a lot better, doesn't it? That's, this feels great. Even though we're spending money, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm earning money, you know? Uh, seven silver each. Okay. Seven silver. Yeah, the more you spend, the more you save, right? <laughs> yeah. Say what? The more you spend, the more you save. That's like when they've got big, you know, 50% off deals or whatever. Oh, uh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the infomercial kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. 17 copper each and 12 electrum. I like those new numbers. Yep. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. 467 more gold pieces, and I can retire. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. What's your retirement goal? A thousand gold. We, we have to make sure that Shaba never hits that, so he keeps adventuring with us forever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's been Aslo's plan the whole time. But you're excluding all of the platinum you have, right? Yeah. So, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but my, my girlfriend is current with the podcast she listens. Okay, yeah. And yeah. she was really disappointed when I was telling her that, like, we actually won't be doing this adventure forever. Like, she had this, uh, like, expectation that we would... But I feel like that's true for maybe the average listener. You know, like, they wish that our adventures would go on and exist mm, forever. That we would just be like little, you know, parakeets in the cage, so to speak. And, like, we never never do other things with our lives. We'll just stay there, chained mm. to the podcast, and mm. release a fresh episode every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's the same with any... You know, like TV show or any media that you consume that's an episodic format. Like, once you get to know the characters, you form a bond with them, mm-hmm. and you, you never want to leave. Like, that's that's what makes me enjoy shows, is that when they're characters that you want to spend time with, and you just want to, like, be around them, you, you never want it to end, right? Yeah. It's like a good relationship. Same thing. It's true. Yeah. We're, we're relational creatures, right? We never mm-hmm. never want them to break down. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand it. But it was cool just to hear how much she's really become fond of the show. It is yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's our deep thought for this episode, folks. Join <laughs> us next time on the Damage Guild podcast. On another deep thoughts with the Triple A team. Deep thoughts with the Triple A team. <laughs>
So, are we actually ending it with that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> that, actually, that whole section might be cut, because we may not want to lamb blast our listenership with the fact that the show will not always exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's all right. It's setting realist, realistic expe- expectations. I can't talk. Uh, it is late. You know, yeah. honey is also really good for your skin. Why don't, why don't we take <laughs> Jay to the, or Shava to the, the local masseuse and mm. you can spend some more of that party gold we just got. Yeah, like that. Didn't you just get massages not too long ago? Mm-hmm. You never have too many <laughs> massages. <laughs> Time passes as you rest up in town, lick your wounds, and try to lay low, at least in Aslo's case. I assume you're probably not going out of your room a whole lot when you don't need to. Yeah, and always having my disguise on when I do. Mm. And Shaba continues studying his Meringian. Ooh, can we work on the puzzle box during these six days? I just remembered. Yeah, we sure can. Oh, sure. Good call. That's something pretty quick we can do. All right. All right, here we go. Six days. 60-20 rules three party members <laughs> this summer one destiny the movie experience of the year we only tell thane <laughs> if we got 20s and above yes 20s and yeah above. okay only 20s okay that's not nice. this summer three people rolling dice repeatedly <laughs> in hopes of solving a puzzle <laughs> well my rolls have been terrible so far yeah, i got zippity zilch results wow this summer man i got one zero more. 20s <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait, 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 I have a plus four to my intelligence. You did. And I rolled a 17, 21 total. I got one. All right. You got one. Oh, that's right. It's not just natural. Is that after six days of trying? That was my sixth roll, yes. <laughs> I actually got a 19 plus a one, so 20. Oh, okay, yeah. so we got two successes. Bravo. All right. So you spend most of the week there resting and waiting for your trip to begin and working on the puzzle box. And bathing in honey. And finally, the day before you're supposed to set out, oh, man. you manage to crack the code and open up the last piece. <gasps> the inside. Oh, gosh. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Oh, I want to know. Oh, guys, I want to know. What, what is it? What is it? Pain. <laughs> don't wait another second. Like, we bring Shaba over. You it's like, you know, I solve it. Like, guys, we guys, did it. Look. We're all jumping what up and down. What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Inside, you pull out a folded piece of parchment. You carefully unfold <gasps> several times over, and it opens up to reveal... 